The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick. Big Data, awesome, great start. I love it. Welcome back. It's uh, it's our third podcast. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Are you feeling good? Uh, do you feel like this partnership is molding into into greatness? I think uh, I think we got like a little Mahomes, Tyreek Hill kind of thing going on. <laughs> I think I think we do actually. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be Tyreek or do you want to be Mahomes? Well, obviously Mahomes. Come on. Yeah, let's get. You know what? I think you're a little more a little more elusive in the pocket. I'll be Tyreek. I'll fly down the sidelines. No problems at all. I love it. Listen, uh, you know what? As you were going through your spiel, I always got I gotta say something. I gotta say something. Every time you bring up the beautiful people at Champions and Legends, and you talk about that amazing CBD oil, you know, I think about two people that are part and under the Champions and Legends banner. I think about Sarah Sigmund's daughter, and I think about Pat Vellner, CrossFit athletes that are just revolutionizing, changing up the game. Just last June, only a couple of months ago, they came first and second respectively in the Rogue Invitational. They're cleaning it up. Why? I don't know. Listen, every time I talk to somebody that's in CrossFit, the two things that I always hear about is, A, how hard it is. Number two, I'm always injured. I never hear that from these two. The fact that they're part of the CBD family over at Champions and Legends, I don't know. Do you find it a little ironic? I I find it a little... uh, There's something there, Mitch. There's something there. There's something there. That's what I was thinking too. Listen, um, we got to get going because the CEO the other day told me time is money. And he said, you got to get going. I don't want to hear any more of your guys' banter. Get into the nuts and bolts of everything. And I said, okay, relax. What are you getting so upset for? Um, What a crazy weekend of sports. We had NHL is over. Okay, we'll get maybe we might talk about it, might not, but NHL is over. There's uh, MLB playoffs just started today. There was NFL week three, of course. And then the big fight. No, I'm not talking about the UFC card that happened on the weekend. I'm talking about what just happened like mere minutes ago. The Biden-Trump situation. Unreal. Punches were thrown. It was fantastic. But let's get into what everyone wants to hear about. And that's the big sport that starts tomorrow. NBA Finals. It's the Los Angeles Lakers versus a team that I don't think a lot of people would have had in their future bets. And if you did, hey, you're either a Vegas uh, prognosticator or you're living down in the Caymans because you can tell the future. It's the Miami Heat. Crazy storyline. I love it. Big data. Tell the world why this is an, an epic finals. What are we expecting? And you know what? Because you are the big data, throw in who's going to win this all. Well, Maverick, first of all, can you believe this historical perspective? Last season, the LA Lakers finished 10th in the Western Conference. The Miami Heat finished 10th in the Eastern Conference. Mm. And they're in the NBA Finals this year. Pretty remarkable. Why is that? Yeah. Well, there's the Brow showed up in LA. <laughs> yeah, that's The true. Butler showed up in Miami. Yeah. And both these teams got transformed. Now, I'll say, you know, Laker fans... You know they're a bit front. They're a bit of front runners, Laker fans. Uh, they didn't have the hardest way to the finals, um, mm. but they took care of business, and that's that's all you can do. Uh, the Heat they knocked off 
the number one seed in the league. Yanis yeah. and the Milwaukee Bucks. So you got to give it to the Bear. They knocked off the upstart Celtics. Uh, a team had a little bit of magic going for a bit. So well-deserved uh, by both teams. Um, the big storylines are going to be, obviously, LeBron used to play in Miami. Uh, there was a bit of uh, falling out between him and Pat Riley when he went back to Cleveland. Pat thought, hey, you know, we have a good thing here. Why are you blowing it up? LeBron said, "Right, I don't even care what you have to say. I'm leaving. There's a little hard <laughs> feelings there. There's some hard feelings between mm-hmm. those two. Uh, so now that's kind of an underlying storyline of the series. Uh, you know, both of them want to win so bad. We'll see how that manifests itself. Uh, a big one is Bam Adebayo, one of the most improved yeah. young big men in the NBA. He's going to give Anthony Davis his hardest test uh, by far. Really, there's been no one in the three previous series the Lakers have played that can even come close to guarding Davis. Uh, Bam will be the best defender he's seen at this point, probably for the whole season. Um, I think yeah. Bam's going to do a really good job defending him. And, you know, the Brow's shooting threes now. Obviously, we saw he, he hit the step back and then he hit the game winner against uh, against uh, Denver in game two. Um, so he's stepping it out a little bit further. If that's the case, if he's going to hit threes, the Lakers are pretty much unstoppable. Uh, so we'll see how that uh, plays out. And then really, you know, the top two players in the series are LeBron and Davis. Uh, but probably the right. next 10 best players are Miami Heat players. <laughs> the Lakers yeah, bench exactly. players don't really... They don't really factor in too much. Yeah, Danny Green won the title with the Raptors last year. He's dependable. You know, you might get a good game from Dwight Howard. Um, KCP is, you know, he does his thing occasionally. Um, Caruso, I mean, come on, everybody mm-hmm. loves Caruso. But, you know, he's taking, he's taking end of the game shots and some crazy stuff we don't want to see. Yeah, playoff Rondo's back. But in the end... Uh, Miami's done a really good job developing talent. You know, they don't have any high draft picks. Uh, it's all done internally. You know, we got Duncan Robinson. We got Tyler Hero. These guys are scorching from three. You know, Jimmy's doing his thing. And even, you know, a big comeback for Goran Dragic, who's really been, honestly, missing in action. Like, he's on the, he's on the back of a milk carton. Uh, we haven't seen him for a really long time. He had a great series against the Celtics. So we're talking some great, you know, high-end and also role players for the Heat. In the end, though, we got to say, you can't go against LeBron James. This is his ninth finals appearance in the last 10 years. LeBron is he's rewriting history with Anthony Davis by his side. I just don't think the Heat have quite enough to pull it off. But... I'm going to give the Heat some credit. I'm going to say it's going to go six games. LeBron's going to win his fourth title, and then it's Gatorade commercials all over the place, nonstop. I, I, I hear, I heard everything you say, and you know I love you, and you know that I'm all over. You know I'm all over all your big data stuff and all that. However, I'm completely in disagreement with you. I think the Miami Heat are actually a better all-round team. I think when you, of course, LeBron and Davis are one and two. I couldn't agree more, as you said it a second ago. 
But when you get, then you go down the line. I will put my money, and I'm dead serious. I'll do it, and I'm going to say the Heat in seven, and I'm going to take Butler. I'm going to take Bam. I'm going to take Dronich. I'm going to take the rest of that crew, Hero and Robinson and and even Crowder. I think there's enough guys on that team that they are going to perplex the L.A. Lakers, and I do feel like, look, the all the pressure, big data, is on the Lakers, and I do think that Throw in the COVID stuff. Throw in, you know, just now all that all that stuff that's going to amount and everyone's expecting LeBron to pull this off. I just think it's too much. And I do feel like Miami is just under that radar, man. And they just got better shooters. They got a better team. And I think they can take them. I know maybe some people might compare them to like Houston Rockets or something. But I like the Heat a lot better. They're feisty little guys. And I, and I like them, man. I don't know what, what it is about them. But I like the way they play. And I'm going to take the Heat in seven, man. I got to be honest. I think you're drinking the big face coffee. <laughs> you're buying those $20 coffees, Mitch. But, but yeah, okay, but it's messing with your mind. But, but real quick, before we get to the real topics that had it, which is the NFL, of course. But follow me on this. You got LeBron and you got Davis. So, okay, you got Bam on Davis. So let's assume they neutralize each other, okay? Who can go on LeBron? Let's say LeBron gets on a crazy little streak, but who's going to take Butler? Who's going to take Hero? Who's going to take Robinson? Who's going to take these other guys, man? And I don't think anyone on the Lakers can, like, truly match up against the other guys. I think this is going to come down to those utility guys. Definitely the Heat's role players are a major problem for the Lakers. I just think that, you know, LeBron and Davis, they just put so much pressure, not just offensively, but also Mm -hmm. defensively. You beat your man on a drive and you're like, where's LeBron? Where's Davis? And it's, they've been really doing some great work on defense. LeBron hasn't played consistently this level of defense I don't think ever. Um, he usually just turns it on for like, you know, playoff fourth quarters and whatnot. He'll go a whole season without barely playing any defense. And he's played defense the whole season. Uh, from game one in the bubble, you know, he he shut down uh, Kawhi Leonard at the end of the first game that they played in the seeding round. He's been excellent in the playoffs. He's, funny enough, is probably his offense has been a little bit off in some fourth quarters so far, but he's had Davis to balance him out. Uh, those two defensively are a nightmare. Fair enough. And, and like, look, this is your bread and butter. So I'm not going to argue too much with you because I'll lose. But in all honesty, I just, I got to be honest. I get why you want the Lakers. I get why the world wants the Lakers. It's a better story. The Colby situation this year, all of it. I get it. I wouldn't be upset if the Lakers ended up winning it. But I just don't think LeBron's got enough of that, oh, what's that word I like to use? Balls to win this all. I'm going with the Heat in seven. That's my call. Speaking of making some bets, all right? A lot of people don't know this, but uh, me and you are part of kind of a betting syndicate, uh, a conglomerate, if you will. And we are doing some epic things right now. Three weeks in, we're up big money. Are we not, Big Data? I can verify uh, we're up money. I don't know about the big part, but we're, we're doing pretty well. Listen, listen, just <laughs> for for the sake of the podcast, I need you to push it up a little bit, right? Anyways, long story short, we're up huge money, big money. That's what it is, right? And last night, we did the right thing. We took the right team. The Monday nighter, we told everyone, don't be chasing your money. So we said, hey, because we're up big, we're not chasing anything. We put a little money down. 
Big Data, because I'm going to start swearing and get really upset, why don't you tell everyone how mad I was at the end of the night and how mad you were by the end of this? It was a tough evening. Monday night football. Kansas City at Baltimore. It started off like a dream. Um, And just a little background. The whole world did what we did. And we knew the whole world was doing it. We didn't want to go against the whole world. Everyone Mm -hmm. was taking Kansas City money line. Everyone was taking the over. Depending when you got it, 54 and a half, 55. Um, In the end, didn't matter either one. Just for the over, just a great start to the game. Lots of points. Uh, We were looking at, uh, you know, 30 plus points in the first half. Everything's going well, except there was one thing bugging me. The what? Assassin of the over, Harrison Butker. Yeah. Missed an extra a point. A kicker. Missed a field goal in the first half. And I thought to myself, you know what? This might, this is not good because it's a high over. It's 54 and a half. You need all your points. Right. You need them all. And then we get to the end of the game. It's, it's uh, 54 points. And Andy Reid decides, hey, I don't want to show up my friend John Harbaugh. We used to coach together in Philadelphia. He used to be on my staff. I'm not going to show him up by kicking a late field goal. I'm going to destroy the integrity of the NFL game. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw the ball on a fourth down, which it's wrong on so many levels. They can say whatever they want. We're not exactly. playing for the betters. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Guess what? When you make these kind of moves, you are ruining the integrity of the game. Now I'm thinking to myself, you know, does John Harbaugh's nephew have money on the under? Exactly. Does Andy exactly. Reid's butler have money on the under? Why are these guys trying so hard to keep the score under? It's so crazy, man. And you know, how many times have you heard this? Where the guys are like, we don't read the headlines. We don't know what the spread is. Bull crap. You guys know exactly what it is. And I still, like, look, I don't think anyone's missing shots or missing field goals or anything like that at all. But, man, it is, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, big data. But you have to admit, the guy that is automatic, even the commentator, when he missed that, when he missed the extra point, was like, oh, he missed. Like, the dude doesn't miss. It's so weird to me that that one kick literally wrecked the whole game and millions Dare I say, even maybe close to billions of dollars that were bet on the game because everyone bet on that game. And we'll get, talk about it. In a guess yeah, what? You know what? Yeah. In a second half, it's Monday night. People have been watching football all day Sunday, Monday. Maybe the wife said, hey, this game's a blowout. Why don't you turn it off? Let's watch some Grey's Anatomy. And, you know, Which I love. Lots of guys might yeah. say, sure. Let's, yeah. let's turn it off. This game's over. Guess what? The only reason people are watching is for gambling purposes. Only pe- people who are watching that game because Kansas City already had pretty covered point spread over under pretty much. Uh, sorry, yeah. point spread money line they had it covered pretty much. Was the folks with the over under? Now the under guys, hey, you know what? That was a hail mary. They're probably pretty happy with mm-hmm. how everything went down. But then, you know, 90% of the money was on the over, so most of the people were upset. NFL, hurts your product. Cut yep. this out. One last thing I'll say, it's not the kicker that I, as much as I'm mad at him, there's another guy. It's a guy that has three initials in the back of his name, MVP from last year, that I'm more upset about. We'll get to him 
in a quick minute, in a quick minute. But let's talk a little bit. Week three just finished. Another excellent week. The NFL is doing it right. But something just came down the pipe. This is everyone's worst nightmare. Goodell's losing his mind. I know I'm losing my mind because I'm nervous about it. Big data, tell the world what just happened a couple hours ago, actually. So we had some positive uh, virus tests, COVID, in the Tennessee Titans camp uh, at their facility. Three players, five staff members have got the virus. Uh, NFL says the game will go on. Um, actually, also the Minnesota Vikings, who just who just played the played Titans, them. yeah, uh, they're they're all isolating as well. And this is our first real test of the virus. Uh, didn't really show yeah. up in the preseason. Now here we are going into week four. Uh, we have uh, a game. You know, common sense you'd say is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. NFL says no, no. Your common sense doesn't doesn't happen here. We're playing this game. Uh, so we'll see the implications, but this is the first threat to the season. And, you know, now that we're in full gambling mode, it really stinks. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see any games gone. No, of course not. And you know what? You just don't want it to wreck the, the uh, not just the integrity of the game, but the scheduling and all that and make it all weird and stuff and cause some havoc. But I'll tell you one thing I heard. This is, I don't know how true, this could be fake news. This could be fake news. But I heard Mitch Trubisky, is actually trying to get Nick Foles to be traded to the Tennessee Titans as we speak. <laughs> That's what I just heard coming down the pipe. I just heard it. But it, obviously I'm joking, but here it is. The big story of the week, uh, Nick Foles comes, from, comes off the bench with six, just under six minutes left in the game against the Atlanta Falcons and pulls off a crazy win again. Two weeks in a row, the Atlanta Falcons have literally dropped the ball, have literally decided that hey we're about to win this and we're just going to give it away big nick gets in there takes care of business mitch trubisky is now on the bench until further notice big data what did you think of that like is this guy blessed or something like what's going on with this guy maverick is the greatest backup quarterback since jeff hostetler (laughs) isn't that the truth yeah exactly and if he starts growing a mustache like that that'd be awesome now here's the thing i heard the other day, I heard that the the organization WHN. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. We hate Nick Group, who's headed up by uh, Wentz. He's the founder and president <laughs> of it. Also, Mitch Trubisky is now a member, and then also David Caldwell, who's the GM for the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars, who ended up giving him 88 million dollars last year, and then giving them to the Bears this year. Also, these are the three founding members of this organization. They're all looking to get rid of this guy somehow, some way, but. There's got to be something to be said about a guy that can come off the bench. Look, the NBA actually gives an award for a guy, the sixth man, right? Why is the NFL so weird about giving Nick Foles an opportunity to come off the bench or maybe other quarterbacks? Maybe some guys are just better off the bench, man. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Nick Foles, he just wants to get into the action for a limited amount of time. You don't want to make him your starting quarterback for the whole season. He's proven too injury prone. You just save him for when you need him. You down twenty-one points, bring in Nick. You need to make the playoffs, bring in right. Nick. You need to win the Super Bowl, bring in Nick. Bring in Nick. Yeah, I like it. I love it. And you, you know, know it's the, the main thing to, too yeah. we have here is we have the uh, you know we were talking about this earlier, Mitch, the distracted boyfriend meme. Yeah, you've got Carson <laughs> Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz is staring at the Eagles fans. Why aren't you paying attention to me? How can you keep looking over at Nick Foles? I'm here. 
I'm the boyfriend. Come on. Well, dude, for $126 million, you would think that the entire Philly organization does watch everything Wentz does, and they do. But when you tie, literally tie the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend, and you're 0-2-1 now instead of 0-3, don't you kind of feel like, you know, if you're a Philly fan, I'd be exactly like that meme. I'd definitely be looking back and seeing, ah, I had that one time. I had it at one time. Why'd I let it go? It's ridiculous, but there was one more, even more ridiculous coming out of the NFL last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Tell the people what what uh, came down the pipe. So, like everyone else, um, it was actually um, the the week two game. Chargers were getting ready to start the game, and all of a sudden, the rookie quarterback Justin Hebert from Oregon. Yeah, all of a sudden, he becomes a starter. No one saw it coming. Yeah, Kansas City game. And they're like, well, what's going on? And they're like, well, Tyrod Taylor, something happened to him in in the warm-ups. He's got got a chest injury. And I'm thinking, a chest injury? Like, you have a a heart attack? Like, what a horrible thing happened. Listen, this happens to me quite often. I do a lot of push-ups very fast. And what happens (laughs) is I get very tight very fast. Sorry. (laughs) I just, I was trying to explain what happened. But that's not what happened to him, though. So we found out that, uh, so Tyrod had a couple cracked ribs. Um, so he was looking for a little pain medication, a little shot uh, to get him through the game, numb the pain a little bit. And the good doctor of the Chargers proceeded to poke and puncture his lung with the needle for the medication. <laughs> Poor Tyrod could not breathe anymore, basically. And Unbelievable. That was it. That's it. And since then, 0-2 now. Since uh, they put poor Justin in there, like without being ready to to take on the action, played really well against Kansas City, but uh, Carolina kind of you know saw some uh, let's say deficiency in his game and attack. But here's the thing: you're in LA. This is what I don't understand. You're in LA. Every single doctor in LA administers Botox, I think, right? So how do you have the only doctor in on your football team that doesn't know how to give a needle? Well, this is unbelievable. Who's your doctor? Dr. Nick Riviera from the Simpsons? <laughs> he must be the only doctor that they have on staff. I know they spent a lot of money on the stadium. I know you guys' budget's a little, like, cash flow is not easy with no fans coming in either. But hiring Dr. Nick Riviera to, to touch your quarterback, probably not the greatest thing for them to be doing this week. You know? Yeah, I think the Chargers need a little extra malpractice insurance after this one. Oh, man, unbelievable. Let's get talking about Monday Night Football. Look, we alluded to it earlier. The big hype. It was a huge hype. Everyone was talking about it. In fact, I'll just say this. The Stanley Cup Finals was on at the same time, and no one watched the Stanley Cup Finals. Everyone was geared to Monday Night Football. Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Super Bowl MVP versus regular season MVP. And with all due respect, it wasn't even close. This game could have actually been done by halftime if it wasn't for their special teams on the Baltimore side returning a kick to make it somewhat no, to, somewhat comparable. It was horrible. I, I got to admit, I'm really disappointed in Lamar. Everyone on the, on the network that broadcast the Monday Night Football game had the Baltimore Ravens winning that game. And I was literally laughing out loud because I'm like, you guys are the sports analysts that we're all supposed to listen to. You guys are the insiders. It wasn't even close big data. What did you think of the Monday Night Football game? 
You know, it was an indictment of the Baltimore passing game. Um, LJ Era 8 himself said Kansas City's their kryptonite. Yes, he's he basically did. can't beat Kansas City. He can beat everyone else. Uh, you know, Kansas City defense was pretty stout against the run. Um, and the pass rush was, was really good. Um, I think in the end, you know, Mark Andrews didn't play that great. Um, they didn't really have time to get Hollywood Brown going. And Lamar was just, he couldn't make it happen. I mean, it was pedestrian. I mean, their numbers were atrocious. I mean, you're going against, you know, it's, I know it's only uh, a few years into his career, but, you know, we're, he's already probably a top five quarterback of all time in Mahomes. And then he just laid an egg. So I don't know if it was mental. Um, it must have been somewhat mental because, I mean, they played so, so horrible. They were at home. I know there's no fans. Um, you know, one other great observation that they brought up uh, during the game was, you know, usually and this was in the uh, Sunday night game. Mostly they brought it up, but it applied to the Monday night game as well. Mm-hmm. You know, offenses don't have to go to the silent count anymore because there's no fans in the stadium. They don't have to worry about being in the end zone and not being able to hear the play. And the quarterbacks are making more audibles. Um, there's less false starts. And I think, you know, and you were saying as well that you know, there's so many overs in, in uh, week three. Um, I think it's having an impact on the scoring. Uh, scoring's up. You know, the better offenses are doing great. And, you know, no fans is having is having a big impact on the score of the game. And, of course, Vegas. Gambling. Yeah. You know, I, rather than me go on a crazy rant about Lamar Jackson, I'm just going to leave it at this. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. More importantly, week four. It's Bill Ball versus Andy Ball. It's KC versus New England. I thought last week was going to be epic. This week's going to be even better. I'm super pumped. The early lines have it KC minus seven against New England. I, uh, you know what? I don't know. I I'm, I might be on the train of uh, Bill Ball. I don't know why. I just, I love the way they're playing. But after watching what KC can do so basically effortlessly, I almost, how can you go against Mahomes and the boys? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Mahomes versus Cam. I mean, just the thought of, any team being that big a favorite in New England is just so foreign for the last 20 years of Bill Ball. Isn't that true? Um, but if anyone's going to do it, I mean, these Kansas City Chiefs, they're turning into like the Chicago Bulls of the mid-90s. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they are. they're must-see TV. And pretty much, you know, I know we keep talking that we these are NFL segments. They're kind of turning into Kansas City Chief segments is, is kind of what I'm hearing, Mitch. Yeah, it's happening, but you can't help it. When you got the most electrifying player and he's doing everything so... You know what? It's not just he's doing it effortlessly. He's making it look fun. He makes us want to talk about him. It just, you know, it is what it is, uh, Big Data. We got to do what it is. Listen, from there, let's talk a little bit about Pump and Dump. Uh, wh- who should we be keeping? Who should we not be keeping? Give me the rundown this week. So, uh, some pretty interesting fantasy uh, numbers from this weekend. Uh, kind of a group of four quarterbacks have kind of emerged for your top QBs. Um, so, those lucky folks out there who have Russell Wilson. Fantastic. He's number one. 
Josh Allen, I mean, whoever drafted Josh Allen, you must have got him pretty late. It's a fantastic steal so far. Dak Prescott, fantasy-wise, has been uh, just fantastic. And Mahomes is now the fourth um, in the in the fantasy scoring. I mean, he's fourth, like, with a bullet. I think he's probably going to pass everybody else. Um, and then the bottom of the QB barrel. And you would have thought with his numbers so far that he was probably hurt or something. He only played, you know, half the quarters or something. Not the case. He's played all the quarters. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Sam Darnold has been... If, you ha- if you're rostering him in fantasy, quit your league. Yeah, quit it. Yeah, He's that bad. No, you're that bad for putting him in. <laughs> There's other guys you could get, man. You could put Tyrod Taylor, who's got a punctured lung, and he'd probably score more points right now. <laughs> You know, running back and tight end have kind of been, they're kind of the same as the last couple of weeks, the same kind of guys, but really interesting development in wide receivers. So Calvin Ridley has been the best fantasy wide receiver so far. He was by a mile uh, after week two. Now week three, a few folks have caught up to him. But the biggest mm. development, the number two and three wide receivers in fantasy football right Give now, both play for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not surprised. I'm not Tyler Lockett, DJ Metcalf. What a surprise at the beginning of the year. You would have thought, oh, man, how are you going to get two Seahawks? I mean, Tyler Lockett was a late-round pick. I know Metcalf, he had he had some momentum uh, going in the fantasy drafts, but Lockett was, you know, he's you know, fifth, sixth, seventh-round pick, depending on your league. So um, crazy development was happening with the offense there in Seattle. Um, fantasy wise it's a it's just fantastic and then you know and then one other really interesting one again it has to do with J-E-T-S Jets 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 they are so bad that now having played them last week the Indianapolis Colts have surpassed everyone and they're the top fantasy defense so way to go Jets Um, I was playing a gentleman who had the Colts in one of my leagues they scored 28 points against me, which was just, I couldn't believe a defense got that high. <laughs> um, and then this will be great for the fans all across America. The worst defense in fantasy football, America's team. Through three weeks, their defense has accumulated on ESPN zero points. Way to go, Cowboys. Cowboys, really? So, so the Detroit Lions moved up a bit, and it's not the Cowboys. Well, you know what? The Cowboys just don't know. They, you know what I've seen the Cowboys do? They play offense, and they're like, okay, guys, don't don't bother. Don't worry. Let them score, and then we'll go back out and score again. It's just been one of those kind of back-and-forth situations with these guys. Like, the Cowboys just don't want to play defense right now, and they can't. And with all due respect, Seattle's defense isn't anything further back as well. They've been playing pretty crappy as well. This has just become Techno Bowl. Instead of NFL, this is now Techno Bowl. Uh, all offense, no defense right now, you know, he- heading into week four. It's like uh, Dr. Rick, uh, Nick Riviera as the defensive coordinator. Or it sounds like he is the team position for everyone. Yes, it's it's getting to that point, especially for the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. From there, let's go to the newest segment that we started. We've been doing the great debate, but we're going to change it up. We'll, we'll mix and match each week. Look, we're sponsored by the great people over at Champions and Legends. So we said, hey, Let's do a little thing called Legends or Lame. What we're going to do is call out a name or a situation, and you, me and uh, Big Data are going to decide, is it a legend or is it a lame? 
So it's pretty simple. I'll start it off. I'll throw one to you, Big Data. How about a nice easy one? Nice easy one. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes. Legend or lame? You know, I feel like we should almost get the podcast sponsored by Mahomes. <laughs> I think we've... <laughs> well, we started. Wait, listen, we started. Times. We'll finish with it. All right, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> of course, he's a legend. Come on. All right. How about I'll give you another one just to get, before you get yours thrown over at me. I'm gonna throw this one at you. What about a little uh, Stephen Nash, legend or lame? Well, I mean that's two-time MVP. Uh, he changed the game of basketball as a seven seconds or less sense. You got to go legend with Steve Nash. All right, all right. What do you got for me? What do you got? Throw me at me. Throw, throw me at Well, speaking of the Lakers, let's let's go back a little bit in Lakers history. I'll give you a, a couple names here. Sure. Let's start with Robert Ory. Oh, beauty. Listen, any guy that can win you champ- – how many does he have? Seven championships? And he's got like nine fingers. I think he's missing a digit. Is he not? <laughs> that guy's legend, man. Nine digits and seven championships. Legend. All day. All day legend. We'll give you another sure, one. Sure, sure. Derek. Derek Fisher. Listen, the, the, the thing is, I love the fish. I do love the fish. But anytime fish, you got you to gotta, you gotta stay away from other players' wives, my friend. So I'm going to go with lame. I'm going with the lame card with you, Mr. Fisher. I got you. I have no choice. Here, let me throw a couple at you now, back and forth, just to show you guys that it doesn't have to be sports-related. You're talking about peanut butter and jam. Is peanut butter legend or lame? I'm going to have to go lame, actually. I know, it's, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I'm almond butter all the time now. <laughs> Almond butter? Is that funny? How does almonds get butter out of it? Like, what, what is going on in this world? I can't figure it out. You know what? I don't want to talk about it. it. You, know, you, you know what you did? You're baiting me and you're getting me all heated <laughs> uh, as we've already go, gone over the allotted time. The CEO is pulling out his hair. He's figuring, he, he's pulling out his hair right now going, <laughs> how are these guys not following protocol? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll give you one last one. Here it is. Legend or lame? All right. Ready. Isaiah Thomas. Oh, I thought you were going to say Isaiah Ryder. Oh, no. Okay, well, I'll give you that one too. But Isaiah Thomas first. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, um, you know, these days we're going to have to discount all he did at Indiana, all he did with the Pistons, just because of the New York Knicks. What a horrible job he did. And. You know, I had some some lawsuits against him. So I'm going to have to go lame. You got to go. How about the fact that no one likes him? How about the fact that you were one of the best players, but no one <laughs> wanted you on the dream team? You got to be lame. You got to be that lame guy. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's our segment. It's Legends or Lame for podcast number three. I think uh, I think we got our point across. Uh, thoughts? We, you know, we did in, a, in an awful long amount of time. We got our point across. Absolutely. It wasn't that bad. He can't be that upset about it. We had a lot of... Listen, you can't just talk about my home for I'm one second. I'm just We to have the to... CEO. Yeah, the CEO's going to be pissed. Don't get me wrong. But the point is, is that Mahomes is that great. We had to throw in a couple of extra, you know, it's a couple true. extra he's, minutes or so. He's, it's not a big deal. 
He's legendary. He's legendary. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you very much again for downloading and listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for downloading the Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick.